Well, there's other sports besides hunting, you know. How's it going, everybody? This is Dailies to Downloads. My name is Chad. This is Eric. This is our show about movies and movie-related topics. Oftentimes, we'll just recover a uh, random subject, but every now and then, we will also do movie reviews, and that is the case today. And you know what, Eric? I really didn't have a good day, and uh, I really didn't have a good day because I watched this movie. Um, I'm you, it was... I watched it on Sunday, and it's still days later affecting every successive day of my life. So I'm still having bad days, even though I haven't watched it in a few days. So And that's, you know that it's bad. So what movie are we talking about? We are talking about Space Jam, A New Legacy. So this movie is a standalone sequel to the movie from 1996. I guess, standalone sequel, like, I guess. Yeah, well, okay, so <laughs> it is. So Even I'm that drawing, sounds ridiculous. I'm drawing off of Wikipedia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so it, a standalone sequel basically is a sequel where you don't have to have knowledge of the film or films that came before it. An example would be Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Uh, and this one certainly, certainly applies to that term. Uh, not that anybody will be analyzing it to that effect, but it sounded good for my intro. So, <laughs> so this movie was released, actually it premiered in Los Angeles on July 12th and was released in the United States and on HBO Max on July 16th. It has grossed so far $53 million worldwide. It is directed by Malcolm D. Lee. And the plot concerns a rogue artificial, state-of-the-art artificial intelligence called Al G. Rhythm, who kidnaps basketball star LeBron James and his son, which then forces LeBron James to take part in a athletic events of sorts. Basketball, <laughs> to be precise. Basketball, basketball of sorts as well. I don't know what you would call it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get there. Uh, and he teams up with the Looney Tunes. So, before we get to the movie, let's talk about the background here because there is a lengthy history with the background to this movie. So, Space Jam having a sequel, that talk began after the first film. So, we're going back to 96, keep in mind. And Joe Pitka directed that original film. He would have returned to direct a sequel. However, after years and years of on-again, off-again talks, all the deals fell through. Michael J Jordan was going to return, possibly, but he didn't want to do that. They were going to do spin-off type sequels with other athletes, including race, uh, race car driver Jeff Gordon, Tiger Woods, and Tony Hawk. None of those deals actually went through. So after years and years of this kind of being in developmental hell, so to speak, it uh, ended up having LeBron James and his studio attached to it. So one of the ideas for a sequel that was going to have Michael Jordan in it, which I found to be interesting, was a new villain called Berserko, which was an alien villain who had planned to be voiced by Mel Brooks. And uh, as I said, Joe Pitka would have returned to direct that 
Uh, but, you know, Michael Jordan didn't agree to be in the sequel. And that was that. So without a star at the time, it just kind of languished. And I, I think, you know, it would have been interesting to see what, what this franchise would have looked like. And I imagine some of these might have been like direct-to-video sequels if they had starred people like Jeff Gordon and Tony Hawk and maybe not Tiger Woods. I mean, there was a time when he was, you know, certainly a big star, but yeah. it would have been interesting to see what would have happened if, if it had explored those avenues. Um, so some of the workings of the sequel would end up becoming Looney Tunes back in action with, uh, with Brendan Fraser, which I have not watched since then, but is, I can say, I, I think a little bit underrated. Uh, nevertheless, yeah, I think that's uh, as, yeah, we won't go too far ahead, but uh, I think WB, uh, Joe Dante is one of the only people I feel like who appreciates and knows how to use the Looney Tunes for this kind of a thing. Right. Um, and that's probably why they don't want that kind of director. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's the only one that I feel like, yeah, like that anyway. Yeah. So here we are. And, you know, I didn't expect to watch this movie right away i really didn't uh, you know this was just kind of a sudden topic that uh that we decided to discuss here uh but i was like all right i'm gonna i'm gonna watch it and i'm gonna dive into it knowing that there are already on the surface going to be issues with this movie the main one of which is the fact that it stars lebron james now why did he become attached to this not just because he's a basketball star but because he had received some positive reviews from train wreck which he was in so that was that was kind of a, a a catalyst of sorts that brought him here but like him or love him or hate him lebron james is a polarizing figure in basketball and at the time of the original space jam michael jordan was not <laughs> like if you didn't like the Bulls, maybe you didn't like him, but everybody, I would think, most people anyway, uniformly would respected his talent enough to buy into why that movie was made. Now, obviously, that movie was a fictional kind of bridging of the gap of his leaving basketball, pursuing baseball, and returning to basketball. So there was a little bit of a, you know, setup there already. But uh, the point is, Michael Jordan and LeBron James and how they're viewed are, are different. So anyway, that's our setup. But Eric, maybe you loved this. What did you think of it? Uh, I did not love it. I mean, I also, to be fair, like when it was very low expectations, because I, I also think the original Space Jam kind of sucks, to be fair. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, I, I mean, I, I, I'll give credit LeBron. Like, I think LeBron in Trainwreck is actually pretty good. Uh, oh, yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I thought he was, yeah, I thought he was fine yeah. in that. Yeah, and Michael Jordan is, you know, not great as an actor <laughs> you know he chose the right uh you know not that that needs to matter for a movie like this um but it's just funny watching this space jam 2 i'm gonna call it uh you know and just seeing how all of Le lebron's say charisma or what have you it's like zap taken away right like, it's very wooden and line reading like and m much like in the original space jam um he uh the main character is playing themselves but their families are played by actors 
Right. Um, and I, I, I don't recall, I don't know exactly how accurate it was in the original Space Jam. I know that was a nice, normal suburban house that Michael Jordan probably. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna cut you off because uh, that was honestly that was the first note that I made when I started watching this sequel, and like, but before I get there, so the acting wise, you're exactly right. Michael Jordan was certainly not a Oscar star in the making with that original movie. However, it was how they used him. Like when they did use him, you could tell that he wasn't an actor, but they didn't give him a lot of lines. They surrounded him with really talented actors, Bill Murray, um, Newman, because I forget his name off the top of my head. <laughs> the Wayne, Wayne, uh... Wayne, yes, Wayne something or other. Yeah, the guy who drives the car. Wayne Knight. That's Wayne Knight. Mm-hmm. Wayne Knight. <laughs> uh, but so they surrounded him with other people and they didn't give him a lot of lines and they gave the Looney Tunes a lot to do, which is, you know, wink, nudge, not what happened in this case, I would argue. But there's a little bit of the difference. But as far as the, the, first scene you what do you see you see lebron james and his mansion whereas in the original michael jordan was giving given a normal suburban house now nobody in their right mind, was very strange in that <laughs> well yeah. nobody in their right mind thinks that michael jordan lived in that house however if you see him on a normal level you're not automatically distracted or having thrown in your face the fact that this is a person that has millions upon millions but they didn't do that here they went with we are going to show you lebron james in his mansion with the elevator and the automatic ball return and all this stuff that no human no normal humans have which i think was a mistake because i think that you needed to relate to him at least superficially on a lower level and i think that that's something that they wisely chose to do with michael jordan and his family in the original movie um so that was that's maybe nitpicking to some but to me it was like right away you're like okay wait this is you know this is a guy that has millions of dollars and you know this house that you know most people will never have so anyway you can go ahead with what you were saying, but it was yeah. just you mentioned it because that's that's one of the things I noticed right away. Yeah, I mean, I actually, in that regard, I guess I don't know if I'd say I appreciate that, but at least like because I always thought that was such a big joke in the original <laughs> that like you know here like here's this guy who has many millions and like we're trying to act like he's just like, but also we're not because then we're also having him still play Michael Jordan, so it was like very confusing to me. What about his uh, dog, Charles? Bulldog, what? Charles in oh, the, the dog. Yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> Michael Jordan is a normal blue collar. Michael Michael Jordan has has closets that are larger than that house in his original film. It's true. Uh, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. So I, I mean, I, I I didn't mind that. I mean, I I also I'm not sure. Like I I'm not sure if they like LeBron is um a polarizing figure in this in the same way. Like I I think also with with Michael Jordan the whole thing was that like. And now he's trying to correct this a little bit, I think. But like the whole Republicans also buy shoes thing, right? Mm-hmm. And so he didn't speak out against things, right? So like, uh, which which he got a lot of flack for. Uh, and now he's sort of reverse course. Um, where I feel like that's is, is it like when you say polarizing, do you mean like because I feel like this movie also opens up with him saying going against the whole 
shut up and dribble against uh, the Fox News cohorts and all the, you know. Um, well, that but I guess by, by polarizing, I guess I just meant that he's more of a love it or hate it athlete. Like there are people that really, really love LeBron James. And then there's a lot of outspoken people that really don't like him at all and are constantly comparing him rightly or wrongly uh, to Michael Jordan. Um, so I think I wonder where that, that comes way, from, that hatred. I mean, yeah, it's weird because he's definitely the second best player. I mean, depending on how you are, you know, I mean, it seems like, yeah, I don't know how. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, yeah. They, and it's also like, I think they do play up a little bit too much that like people are upset that he would like switch teams, go from like, there's so, like Miami Heat jokes from like that were cool in like 2011, right? Recycled in this movie, things he, like that. You know that this just, movie was made over a long period, I think. And, you know, also the fact that like they did those jokes, I mean, it would have been better if he took part in them. Like it was all jokes kind of made around him, really. You know, yeah. I mean, if he was going to poke fun at himself, like I say, dive in head first. But um... yeah, yeah. I, and I, I think also when you mentioned like the production, like history stuff, like originally this was announced that it was going to be directed by um, Terrence Nance, filmmaker right. who yep. has made one other film and um, uh, called Oversimplica Oversimplification of Her Beauty. And then he made a HBO series recently called Random Acts of Flyness. And he was announced, he was hired, it was going to be him directing and writing, and Ryan Coogler was going to be producing, yada, yada, yada. And then after like September time range for him. He, that's the amount of time that he was on board and he left due to creative differences. Yeah, I think it sounded like he was kind of fired. Uh, you know, yeah, however they, it's, it sounds like the more you read about it, it seems like he was, like, I think that's also what we talk about the Marvel stuff, like they hire someone who's like very indie and then they're like confused that they're going to bring an indie mindset to it. But so I, I would think say that's that also, if know, it okay. is due to creative differences, it's, it, I mean, you can kind of see why, like, you know, if your movie is basically becoming an infomercial for HBO yeah. max, then you're yeah. going to have some issues because I'm pretty sure he didn't bring those things to the table when they were going over yeah. boards. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, and like they, they still like um, there's like six or seven writers credited, and I think he's still like one of them. I guess they have to, you know, kind of give him props for that. But right. um, but yeah, but Malcolm D. Lee is actually Spike's cousin, um, and he's made some more cookie cutter kind of movies. But and all, and also to be fair, the original Space Jam is directed by a Nike guy. Joe Picca, you know, <laughs> made two movies in his life. The second one was Space Jam. He's still like 84, 85 years old, but he's uh, directed like he's known for like directing the most Super Bowl commercials ever you know so so it's not like it wasn't like for higher um uh hero worship you know for these right. kind of movies but um but yeah my biggest issue just like getting into the main crux of the movie is like you just mentioned the whole HBO Max Warner thing um which I know we've talked a lot about like our personal distaste for extended universes oh, and right. uh, that term in general and man does it go as far off the deep end as it could possibly go uh in this movie um and it, it doesn't even i don't know who thought that was um it doesn't make sense know. it doesn't make sense and it wasn't a good idea yeah. because you know what i was getting to with 
the whole mansion versus suburban house thing. You know, when I watched this first movie, I was a kid. You know, now I was a teenager, but I was still a kid. So I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't a movie critic at that point, you know. And this movie should be directed mainly towards kids. Certainly the plot is a kid-level plot. I mean, it's like straight out of a, of a 21-minute sitcom, for goodness sakes. So, but what when you have, like, Pennywise the Clown... And I, from what I, I didn't see them, but from what I read, the Droogs from a yeah. Clockwork Orange. Yeah, that's what like, the kids love. Kids love that stuff. Right. Yeah. Like in a Matrix <laughs> world. Now, I started to watch with this with my kids. We were like 17 minutes in, and then I had to finish it basically by myself because, you know, kids need to get to bed. But when I kept watching it, I was like, there's a Matrix world and there's Game of Thrones. I was like, they're not going to understand any of this. Like, they're not going to pick yeah. up on any of that stuff. Were there other worlds and planets in the original one? Yes, but they were created within the context of the movie. So mm -hmm. it made sense and you were able to follow it. So I, it just, it, was, it gave me a very much of a Ready Player One vibe, which, you know, mm -hmm. that movie was part of the, you know, appeal of it was some of those, cameos and the fact that this was like a simulated universe or what have you but in this one it, it felt very you know i'm gonna echo what a lot of critics have said manufactured it felt very ham-fisted and just you know I, I liked what one person said very masturbatory <laughs> yeah which is which it, all true so yeah and uh, like it just uh, and this is something that I think I would like about Warner Brothers is that they don't necessarily have um, ex ex extended universes, whatever the hell you want to call it, uh, outside of like the whole DC thing, I guess. But like, yeah, like you said, by the time they're going to Game of Thrones world, it, it, yeah, the Matrix world and, and et cetera, et cetera, it's like, well, this is like all just about, you know, existing uh you know ip uh intellectual property so and, and yeah who is that for and what is the ultimate yeah it just feels like a commercial for other things that are streaming on there um it's distracting very distracting and also you get the sense too like those actors because they're mostly actors cosplaying i guess you would say in the background watching the game um like if you watch the pennywise guy it's obvious they probably shot him for like five seconds and they're just reusing that footage right just doing the same movement so right. that's also distracting and weird um and yeah you're basically your eyes are just kind of trying to pick out who you can identify and like a where's waldo sort of thing right. um because this uh also against this movie it's like 115 minutes like it, it is yeah. very long um and so you have a lot of time and the game official game part of the movie starts like an hour in and goes on and on and on and on and on and, I, and i'm not saying like with any sports movie i feel like giving uh the sequences that comes with the climactic game is always really hard to pull off because it can yeah. never really mirror the actual watching of a game you know right um but here um whatever it, it's goofy whatever like the original was but i don't even know um the whole concept of this one is that the sun uh which is true in real life as well lebron's son is like once again the video game design and stuff and so 
anyway, that's just an excuse for them to say, oh, we can add a thousand points for this basket because of the style points. And I'm like, okay, so so what am I following? Like, I don't understand. Exactly. Like, you know, you guys are going to win eventually, but like, why are we making this so much more painful to get to the, um, you know, end that you know it it goes on and on and on and it ends with like almost you think Bugs, uh, sacrificing himself. <laughs> with a step back jumper uh you know to get to get out of the wb servers like sure like okay like i it almost requires it to be more um over the top in in self-parody yeah and, you know like th this does really hang on to the um it's the second summer movie like in a row featuring a character named dom and it's all about family uh and like there's so much of the father son you never let me be who i want to be stuff and it's like oh my god I, you guys need it needs to be how more many times have we seen that on on television like count countless times and yeah like what you were saying about the game like they make it's almost like they make up the rules as they go along and you know being that this is a game that we've just been introduced to the video game that is we're not invested in it we don't care and so when the basketball game is going on which it's really hard to follow and it just kind of is, it makes you dizzy because you're trying to follow it, but you're also paying attention to the people in the background and, you know, oh, wait, Porky Pig just got 500 points for doing a rap battle. And, you know, it's like, what is, what is going on? Like, what is happening? And like, why am I supposed to care about yeah. any of, of this? I mean, it, like you were saying, it starts as this, you know, kind of really kind of lame plot line between the father and son and it kind of turns into a computers taking over the world thing there there at the end which is kind of an odd transition to go to i mean you know obviously he's the villain from the start but it's just odd um and uh, yeah and he's um i mean and that, that's what i think in terms of like being a little bit more self-aware like don Cheadle. Who, who plays the great algae rhythm uh don Cheadle has been in many warner films like the franchise oceans 11 and uh he was on an episode of fresh prince of bel-air warner brothers property yeah maybe have those characters come into it since you have don Cheadle playing the role like there if you were going to lean into this wb catalog thing you could do so much more than the lazy there's um i'm gonna recite the line from training day king kong don't have right. because king kong is there in the crowd isn't that so funny it's like oh it's like if it, it feels like dinner theater kind of humor you know like exactly like you were saying the line from training day what kid who's that for? understand yeah. that like i would have chuckled but like i mean this is why you have to respect what Pixar brings to the table sometimes. Like, even if you don't love every single movie that they bring out, the fact that they're able to emotionally appeal to both adults and children while not alienating either audience totally, you know, deserves some respect because here is an example where it's not done right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, you have Don Cheadle swearing at one point and I mean, he's bleeped out there at the end. But I mean, it's still like, this is like, I keep, I kept asking myself, I was like, this is supposed to be for kids? Like, and like, yeah. he's like, you know, lashing out profanities at the, at the players. Um, yeah, and it didn't like, on a very basic level, not to like, you know, attack the plot too much, on, like, but like, at least with the original Space Jam, um, 
the Looney Tunes challenge the monsters, who are these little creatures, to a basketball game because they're about a foot tall. Right. But what they don't realize is that the monsters are going to suck the powers out of real players. Right. right? And now they're screwed because they've already agreed to the challenge. Right. In this one, Don Cheadle just says, you're going to have to play a basketball, King James. I'm like, why would you challenge a superstar basketball player to a basketball game to right. get his son back? That sounds kind of stupid. Uh, yeah. You know, it, like, even it, on a basic it level. It is tougher to buy into what's going on. And the players that they use, no disrespect in this one, are not nearly the household names or the known names, if you want to go down a couple levels, that the players in the original were. Now, I realize not everybody remembers Sean Bradley. But, like, the point is they were using Larry Bird and Charles Barkley and Patrick Ewing and Muggsy Bogues and, you know, like... Well, Muggsy, you know... Yeah, he's on the borderline, too. Good luck getting people to know who Muggsy Bogues is today. Yeah. Or Patrick Ewing, enough people, like, you know, as much as I hope. Um, it, it just, you know, like, it. I feel like these, this time it's like a blink and you miss it. Like, oh, wait, who are these people again? Like, well, oh, I think I, <laughs> Yeah, and I think that was also a, a bad choice to, like, have them be the villains. But, like, at least in the original, there's a whole sequence at Madison Square Garden where they get their powers zapped. So you get right. these NBA, these stiff NBA players get to, like, act it up. Like, they've been zapped of all their powers. And it's dopey right. and kind of funny. Right. And this one... Um, again, like this director does not cover up for their woodenness as actors, and then before you know it, it's all CGI fest. They're, uh, you know, uh, too much so. Anthony Davis is a bird or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, Diana Taurasi, I think, calls herself like the white mamba, like Kobe, so she becomes a snake. Uh, and it, it's like it, it, it's nothing. I, I feel like that's some imagine you're cast as a, a basketball player in Space Jam. That's so, so cool. And then you don't, like, you know what I mean? It's all just, here's Clay Thompson, who's a Splash brother, because he shoots the threes like Splash. So he's a water, he's water. And so he's going to get absorbed by a mop Looney Tune character. And it's like, what the fuck are we doing? Like, it's just, it's a discredit to them as well. To even be, you know. I hadn't, I hadn't really given thought to the whole White Mamba thing, you know, but in Nor did I, nor did I, until, you know. Until in after, respect, like you're, if you're signing on, it's like okay, and this is what you're gonna be. Yeah, like wouldn't that be? Yeah. Your, your you, you have two seconds with the actual actor, but after that, it's just all green screen. We're gonna put you in a suit, and Anthony Davis, we're we're gonna make fun of your unibrow, but you're gonna be a bird, and whatever you're gonna right. get hit by a train on the court. Don't ask. It just makes sense. It's worth noting at one point early on. Uh, uh, Kobe Bryant was attached to this movie and I guess had given thought to directing it uh, at one point, but uh, it didn't, that didn't, that didn't happen. Um, but that would have been interesting. Um, in terms of the acting, obviously we talked about LeBron James is not an actor. You can see it. So I'm not going to harp on that too much because as I said, Michael Jordan wasn't a great actor either. I would just say that I think that they were used a little bit differently. Um, I will say if I'm giving credit to anyone, I will say Don Cheadle, like, you can't say that he phones it in here. Like, I mean, he, he definitely tries to make this as a fun of a performance as he can in his way. Uh, so it is what it is for, for him. Uh, everybody else is just kind of meh, but what do you think? Yeah, of he was Cheadle? probably told that he could kind of act it up. Yeah. And... <laughs> Big, no big is too big for, for this kind of thing. Um, and he's doing it all yeah. through green screens. 
so i mean it's you know you were saying about the cgi i think like they went really overboard Uh, they used um you know george lucas's special effects company for for this and uh like granted it's it's pretty to look at i guess but i've i said i've said for years that like just having really good cgi on a technical level does not mean that it needs to be there and I mean, this one they have the video game effects and they have 2d and they go you know i mean lebron james he goes live action then to 2d then oh yeah, yeah live action i was very confused i was like why are we putting him in 2d when we're just going to put him back into live action whereas michael jordan when he was in it was just himself the entire time like it was just very bizarre and then you know they give the all the characters an upgrade so that they become kind of 3d cgi type characters why well because this is 2021 i guess i don't know like it didn't really make any yeah. sense. Kind of new jerseys you know okay <laughs> yeah that was all very weird and like i guess even to like when we think of the who's it for thing like i was even thinking back to when i saw space jam as a certain theaters i think as a kid as well and like even then especially more so now but i don't know you tell me you, you i don't i don't have children but like do kids care about the looney tunes like i know i'm harping out like the like even when I saw the original Space Jam, Looney Tunes mm-hmm. felt like a very old parents' generation sort well, of thing. <laughs> so even seeing it today, and that's I'm assuming why they're incorporating um, these other properties into right. the movie. Um, well, you and I are obviously from from different generations, so I mean, not I, two different generations. Like not, well, you know, not like, I I grew up with Looney Tunes, whereas you might not have grown up with them as nearly as much on tv is what i did like they were on tv all the time when i was younger so i mean obviously i like them a lot now i have shown my kids the original space jam and you know they liked it they obviously didn't know a lot about michael jordan at the time nor did they know all the background minor looney tunes characters that were in it but they enjoyed it for what it was you know and this one i don't know if they're even going to finish it they haven't asked me about it since so <laughs> they're they're just really upset that they canceled pepe Le Pew. they're just very upset and they're like damn this new establishment no uh I'm giving yeah it one, i'm giving it one less star because you reminded me that pepe Le Pew is not in it not it not in there not in there uh but yeah i don't know to me it always just, it feels like very um what would you say like cat skills jackie mason kind of humor you know and bugs with the cigar it, it just feels like a don rickles I've had to introduce them to some of these old cartoon characters. Um, you know, for instance, I mean, not just because there was a movie out. I actually, I have a lot of old cartoons on DVD and stuff. And I show, I've been showing them Tom and Jerry. And they really like, they really like Tom and Jerry. And, uh, you know, I well, have no problem. Well, HBO Max is a brand new film of the Tom and Jerry. Right, that came See, out they haven't months. watched that. But they, they have watched some of the classic uh, cartoons. And I have no problem showing them some of these characters if I'm passionate enough about it. And like, I'm not going to shove it down their throat, certainly, because I realize they're going to be into different things. But yeah, you're right. The point is, Bugs and Daffy are not nearly as, uh, you know, mainstream as they once were. Um, yeah. I'm sort of surprised they didn't do like uh, LeBron teaming up with the DC universe to play basketball. You know, Batman and Superman. And- they flirted with that. They do. They yeah, they flirted with everything. I mean, yeah, yeah. They they kind of think, and I I would just I don't know. I guess, but in a good point to the whole having him be a two D animated character. I thought maybe they did that as a way to like cover up for some of his stiffness, perhaps 
And so I thought that too. I thought that too, but then they went back to it. So I was like, okay, well, whatever. They they went, they go back to it, I guess, when he actually has to do the physical basketball stuff. Right. You know? Um, So it did feel somewhat strategic, I guess, for that. Of course, not in the actual plot. They don't explain any of it. But I mean, yeah. Um, And just to the whole Joe Dante thing, like, I was thinking, okay, okay, he's the only person that could really use Looney Tunes in a live action thing well. Um, And then, but I'm like, "Eh, whatever. They probably don't. WB probably doesn't remember that. And then you have the Gremlins show up for half a second in this one. And I'm like, okay, they acknowledge Joe Dante exists. But, you know, uh, they, they probably don't want to acknowledge the Twilight Zone movie that they put out now. will not acknowledge. But, you know, that's neither here nor there. If they would show up into the Space Jam uh, arena, that would have been strange. But, you know, uh, it, it definitely feels like they could go for something even weirder. And the fact that they have the Danny DeVito version of Penguin. That was so bizarre um, to me. Yeah. And like, but Danny DeVito did the voice of the main bad guy in the original Space Jam. That's right. Uh, that yeah. Could, you know? And like, this is not hard. I'm not even a big fan of these things and I'm making these connections in my head as I'm watching it. It's just, it just seems like you, you, you know, like I say, you only had one job, right? It's like, it, it seems like a lazy um, catch can of like, yeah, catch all, if you will. And um, spoiler alert, the Monstars do make a cameo appearance. Yes. yes which they I, which I, I will admit I thought it was funny when they were disappointed. <laughs> but yes. Yeah. Um, and another cameo that happens in this, I hated. hated oh, this is because of Ryan Coogler being on board. Right. But so, you know, like for a moment, even if you know deep down, like, so they flirt with the idea that Michael Jordan is going to come and help LeBron James in this. And for a moment, even though you but know... You didn't, it's never crossed your mind that you, could, you couldn't see the joke coming from, like... I could see the joke coming. But, okay, like, for, okay, a moment, yeah. for a moment, you're like, you can't... Don't tease people with who they prefer. Like, if you don't remind them that this other movie exists. If you're going to make standalone sequel, Eric's favorite term, then... <laughs> then well, it doesn't bug say, oh, this seems, you want us to play a basketball game? For blah, blah, blah. This seems awfully familiar. Doesn't Bugs have a throwaway? Yeah, he, he says that a couple times. It, it like, so, yeah, it's, I, I didn't like it. But it's Mike, know. yeah, Michael B. Jordan is right. shows up. Right, and it's. Why? Because that's his name, Michael B. Jordan. That's right. the joke. That's yeah. all, folks. Knee, slap, <laughs> knee slapping laughter. Um, yeah. So, you know, all in all, I think that this is probably not going to help LeBron James in his career as an actor. If indeed he decides to pursue new, uh, new movies. But uh, I, I heard that there's already talks of a third one. I don't know if he's going to be in it or not, but. Um, I guess every generation needs its space jam. That's going to be going forward every 25 years. Maybe we'll get a new one with a new superstar and. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad we have things like uncut gems and things like that, you know, which is, if There's you want an point. actual, just like if you want a basketball, something that's actually about basketball, like this like yeah, said, this yeah. movie's not for basketball fans. This movie's not for kids. This movie's wow. not really for adults. I don't know who this movie right. is for. Right. Um, you know, I'm, I'm happy that Steven Yun got a paycheck. I'm not sure yeah. why he's not guilty, but I'm, he has to do community service for saying yes to this movie. Um, yeah i don't know it's just it's and, just you know, sarah silverman found something to do you know. yeah there's a whole thing with the w the wb lot 
Um, and um, LeBron has a, I guess, an agent who's searching for him. Right. It's very weird. It's all very strange. Yeah, um, and you know, like we, I, I mentioned earlier on, they don't really use the Looney Tunes that well. If you are going to reintroduce them to a younger audience, I think that there's a better way to do it here. You get tastes of like of of Daffy and his humor. Like I was always, I always preferred Daffy. I always liked, you know, his his brand of humor. But you don't really get a sense of why they are so funny. Uh, you just kind of get brief glimpses of it. Um, and, you know, Marvin the Martian certainly has a bigger role. He was only the referee in the first one, but he's over since 1996. He has certainly gotten more popular um, as a character. But uh, anyway, he's in it a little bit more. A few more minutes for Marvin the Martian. Next time he might be a main character. So absolutely. Yeah. And, and as someone else had mentioned that I feel like they almost needed to have taken like um, the Lego movie approach. Maybe go for something that's a little bit more irreverent, right? Uh, you know, who got Lord and Miller, those two directors and stuff. Right. Um, something a little bit outside the box, but obviously with the filmmaking team they chose, they did not want to do that. Um, so, Eric, what would you give it? Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down? Ten out of ten. Uh, no, uh, no, thumb, thumbs down. Um, I can't even think of really a. I think the original Space Jam is at least fun to watch as like a time capsule. Yeah. Um, oh, so I'm glad you I'm glad you brought that up. But go ahead, finish your thoughts. You reminded me of another point. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say like I never would have really said this without seeing this one, the new one. But like, Space Jam really does miss like a, a Bill Murray. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, I never would have thought that, but like it really does need some like wisecracking comedian who is you know kind of calling out how kind of dumb this dumb this is a lot of ways um, right. yeah. like and, and you know bill murray and bill murray was like the tongue-in-cheek guy in the first one that kind of brought it back down a little bit even despite how like we were you were you, i mean one of the words you used earlier was like dopey and goofy and like it is all of those things and i think that that's what bill murray brought to the table um another thing that we haven't talked about and you just reminded me of it, is the music. So I came across today, just by chance, the Rolling Stone review of the soundtrack, which they, the title of the review is Space Jam, A New Legacy Soundtrack is an Insult to Children. <laughs> and wow. they gave it one and a half out of five stars, which for them is very, very low. And now I haven't listened to the soundtrack. I know some of the music from the movie, obviously, but the point is they were saying in the review that the, some of the songs in the original soundtrack added to the mystique of Michael Jordan in a positive way. Certainly R. Kelly and, uh, you know, the uh, Fly Like Eagle song, a Steve Miller band. Like there was a lot of good songs that you remember as you talked about like being a time capsule mm -hmm. that added to the movie in a way because music can be a very important factor to a movie and i would say that the music is a non-factor in this movie like yeah i can't, I can't uh, comment on each and every song but i can say the music is not really anything that you think about while you're watching this yeah i wouldn't know of any of the original music that was made for the movie the only thing i could think of um that music that stood out to me is that it opens with like ghetto superstar Song right, from the yeah. 90s. I remember from, that. From yeah. the Jordan era. Uh, because they, it, it, the first scene 
uh, it looks like it's shot on film, but it's not with uh, with his mom where they're kind of establishing, um, you know, I guess that that's like the, um, the only part of like the real life LeBron being raised by his mom, not knowing right. his father. Um, and that brings into the whole father son dynamic that he experiences later on in life, uh, you know, which is um, interesting that they 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 just acknowledge that, I guess, you know, obviously, right. obviously you were not going to bring up in the original Space Jam that MJ's dad had been murdered um in 93 i think 1993 or 1992 uh obviously you're not going to bring that up in the, in, right. in the kids movie um but that but they did include that real life thing but yeah ghetto superstar was the only song i realized and that was from like 1998 <laughs> yeah. so i have no idea what the original was it the Nor notorious pig was that song on the soundtrack because I, I won't be buying it they, they, yeah that's what, yeah that's what they refer to porky pig as and uh, I know, I guess, I guess that that particular scene got a lot of really strong criticism uh, on social media and things like that. Amen. And, you keep know, going, it, guys. Keep going. We need to <laughs> destroy that. You know, it was it was just stupid. Yeah. So this this movie certainly deserves a thumbs down. I would say that they need to retire this franchise at this point. I really hope that it doesn't come like the Saw series and we get like a new one each year um you know for you know with different sports and things like that that would uh i feel like watching a new space jam every year would be like a saw trap i feel like that would be a, but don't you have two hours to complete your mission like no i don't want to do two hours oh god like i don't want to do hey, this. just let the saw cut me in half uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> i choose death i choose death please all right well let us know what you thought of Space Jam, A New Legacy. If you really liked it, please let us know. No, don't um, let us know if you really liked it. We don't, we don't want to hear that. Yeah, you know, you, know, you know what? If you really liked it, just keep those thoughts to yourself. I wouldn't really tell anybody. That's <laughs> and if you're excited by the scene, The Matrix World, well, coming this December to HBO Max and theaters, The Matrix 4. So yep. make sure to renew your monthly subscription to the HBO Turner-verse, whatever they, they They all but told people to do that. I mean, we couldn't have gotten AEW Dynamite into the WB verse. Sad, sad. Yeah. Well, uh, check us out on Apple Podcasts and Spotify if you'd rather listen to us. Give us a five-star review there. Give us a like on YouTube. Subscribe to our channel. We come at you each and every week when we remember it. And for Eric, my name is Chad, and we will see you next week.